Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. The curse of the Shohei. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. However you found us on this beautiful Friday afternoon, we're glad you did. He's Myron Medcalf there in Minnesota. I'm Randy Scott here in Bristol, Connecticut. You can get at Myron on Twitter. It's Medcalf by ESPN. So think of a, uh, think of a doctor baby cow, Medcalf. And then okay. by by ESPN because he has bylines. He's an actual writer, an actual journalist. Okay. At Randy Scott ESPN, uh, just more hot takes and slinging and shooting from the hip. And then at ESPN Radio as well. 888-SAY-ESPN's the number. 888-729-3776. As ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. And you can call in. Call in the CC call-in line. And you can go one of two ways. All right? This thing's a choose-your-own-adventure uh, situation on a Friday Vibes Day. A Fribes Day. Who are your, who are your top five? Your top first-time MVP candidates. So Aaron Rodgers, ineligible. Patrick Mahomes, ineligible. Let's go off of those two and give us your top first-time MVP candidates in this NFL season. Or this debate that's kind of percolating in the breaks, just to kind of you know peel back the curtain here for a second. Who is the most famous person ever? Okay? Ooh, most yeah. famous person ever. Myron has a strong take. I've got – I don't feel as strong about mine. I, I can kind of make the argument for a couple, but Myron's is really good, and he can back it up with some uh, historical significance as well. For now, though, we're talking about the most famous person in Major League Baseball, and that is Shohei Otani. And Harry, who's working the board today, uh, bringing this in and out of breaks with the music and all of it, and, and a great question. I mean, we're talking about the fact, Myron, that Shohei Otani could get traded, which sounds blasphemous, but, the, you know, business is what it is in, in Major League Baseball, and – the Angels would rather, or you would, it would stand to reason, rather trade him for something or perhaps a lot of somethings and some ones as opposed to just lose him to free agency after this season. So Harry goes, yeah. well, wait a minute. Isn't this guy always compared to Babe Ruth? And we said, yeah. And he goes, isn't trading Babe Ruth one of the worst thing, worst decisions ever in baseball history? And we were like, oh, yeah. Like, I hadn't thought of it that way, but that seems to be the case, Myron. Yeah, I also think that was uh, such a different time, too, right, in baseball where – you know, one player could, could have a, a, a sizable impact on the team to where today, I mean, if you look at all the teams, the highest paid guys, a lot of those guys are on bad teams or struggling teams because baseball is just so much more complicated than that. Um, I, I think you'd have to think long and hard about going all in for Shohei uh, and mortgaging your future, you know, and sacrificing your future to get maybe three months out of him, right? I think that's the conversation. Uh, without a guarantee that he would sign in the offseason, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure that I would go for that. As incredible as he is, I just think the price would be very, very high, and at the end of it, I don't know what you would get in return. The price would be very high. Juan Soto could be a comp. You know, the the Padres yep. got him with a full – now, the Padres got him with a full year after getting him. You know what I mean? Like, they, yep. it wasn't just a, a, a legitimate rental as a, as a threat here. But they gave up plenty to get him from the Nationals, and maybe that's a comp. Maybe maybe you look at it as the Angels and say, well, we're getting a lot more than just the the draft pick that we'll get for losing him uh, in free agency. But 
okay, when when I looked at this as a baseball decision, I mean, Buster Olney was trending on Twitter yesterday for a reason because he brought into the conversation the Yankees. So they said the Yankees are the most likely landing spot as a trade partner for Shohei. Here's Buster Olney on the right baseball decision for the Angels. The right baseball decision might be to flip Otani for three prospects who can help you going forward. But man, it is going to be a difficult decision for Artie because let's face it, trading a guy having arguably the greatest season we've ever seen, the most unique player we've ever seen, that's something that's going to cement Artie's name in history. In talking with sources yesterday, they see the Yankees as potentially being the most motivated because this is the Yankees' window to win now. You bring in Otani, suddenly the Yankees' rotation with him involved looks so strong. Otani hitting in Yankee Stadium, which favors left-handed sluggers. That's uh, something I'm sure the Yankees would be willing to pay for if Otani is made available by the Angels. Yeah, hmm. yeah, I, I think you'd be willing to pay for it. But again, though, how do you say we're the team who willingly walked away from this talent? See, I think the Angels are actually in a favorable spot because, to me, I'd trade them. I don't think that's even a, a debate because if he's not going to resign, and I have a sense that he's not signing long-term, why not try to get talent for the future? Like, if I'm not going to have him, what am I thinking about the offseason for? I'm thinking about how to get something in return before he walks away. So for the Angels, like, the, the only thing that the Angels are really thinking of is not being the team historically that traded Shohei Otani and, the, and whatever would be attached to that. But in reality, how do you not trade him? Like, how do you not put him out there knowing that he might go to the Mets or Dodgers or somewhere else this offseason? I think, like to to get further disruptive, let's get real. Let's get really chaotic here because okay. I'll, I'll let Jeff Passan paint the picture because there are issues with all Otani trade partners. This is Jeff Passan, our ESPN Major League Baseball insider on ESPN Radio Mornings. The Yankees do not have the most to offer. Um, you know, I look at a team like Texas. And I'm not sure the Angels, if they were to trade him, would trade him in division. But a team like Texas has a very, very deep farm system and would make a lot of sense if they trade him to the, you know, to another league. The the Dodgers farm system is phenomenal. Would they really send him up to five, though? You know, who knows? Um, a, a team like Arizona that has great prospects, would they be willing to take on the money? Um, and the, the same thing goes for Baltimore, Tampa Bay. Otani makes $30 million. Like, it's a big chunk of change, especially for a rental player, especially for organizations that typically don't make those go-for-it moves. So there are problems with just about every spot that he could land. Yeah, there are issues. But then again, the issue, I think the greater issue is losing him for nothing. To get nuts here, Myron, why not trade Mike Trout? You've got a guy in Mike Trout who increasingly is missing time every season. You've got a guy in Mike Trout, although not completely taking his own value. When he when he plays, he is still Mike Trout. And his contract is prohibitive to the point where it could preclude you from making the kind of offer to Otani that he would require. I mean, we're talking about a number that really does begin with a five at the yeah, front. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, Maybe six. Maybe, probably, yeah, a six, seven wouldn't be. I mean, like, if it began with a seven, would you be blown away? I wouldn't. No, but I, but here, there's so many unknowns with Otani, too, right? Like, we have never seen 
a two-way player do this for a long time? I mean, we don't know what longevity is attached to this, and I get it. If something happens with pitching, he'd be still a great hitter. If something happens with hitting, he's still a great pitcher. But I do wonder about the wear and tear long-term on a guy like Otani. I, I think, you know, the length of the deal would be something that I would be cautious about, as mm-hmm. great as he is. But he is going to get every dollar he's owed. The weird thing to me is we've sort of decided he'll never resign with the Angels, right? But he had the opportunity to go wherever he wanted after leaving Japan, and he chose the Angels, right? He decided to be with the Angels. So mm-hmm. there must be something appealing about the Angels that stood out to him and that maybe he'd consider in the offseason. The, the thing that the Angels did that is going to come back to bite him is they provided the blueprint for how this works. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Like it, Otani's, Otani's career has been – it hasn't been what he is now from Jump Street. You know, like he yeah. – he came in, uh, he actually really struggled in his first spring training. And Jeff Passan, <laughs> who owned it right away, but Jeff Passan listened to a bunch of scouts out at the Cactus League who were telling him, Otani can't hit. They were like, he, they, they, this kid doesn't have it. And Passan wrote that up and said, I'm hearing that there's real concern that he can't hit, that, that wow. he's, he's, he's not it. His, his future is going to be uh, as a pitcher. And then, you know, three weeks into the season, Otani makes a couple tweaks to his – to his swing and his mashing, and Jeff owned it right away. He was like, I was wrong, I was wrong. Um, but <laughs> I wow. say, I just say all that to say, like, we've seen the, the quote, you know, downside of Otani. And Otani's had, uh, had a, a, a surgery on his arm uh, as a pitcher, and it is a dangerous game to get into the 10-year contract window with a pitcher, truly. But I don't know. Like, if you sign him to a 10-year deal and you get five years of this current Otani, is that worth $500 million? I, I think so. I, th- I think it is. And there is there is extra commerce that it comes into play, uh, global markets. I mean, we, we saw the impact that the Ichiro signing had uh, in in Seattle yeah. with regard to Japanese interest, and that's a that J- Japanese culture loves baseball. There's a fan base there, a significant one. I don't know, man. I I I I think you know what the Angels did is prove that you can make this work. You stagger the starts. You allow that him to hit. You know. 350 plate appearances, 400 plate appearances a season, but you're not making you know 33 starts a season. But they've provided yeah. that blueprint to the rest of the league is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, if you if this one of those deals were like, should you buy the yacht? If you have the money, uh, yes. Uh, uh. Right? If you can afford it, the answer is yes. And I think that's kind of the conversation we're talking about. And there aren't going to be that many teams who can afford Otani. I, yeah. I just think, Randy, what you said, if you get five or six years out of the ten – is it still worth it? A hundred percent. What if you get two or three? I think that has to be the real evaluation of a guy who's doing something that we've never seen before. So there's just no way to compare this to anything because this is such a unique situation. It truly is. And listen, just from a dollars and cents standpoint, Mike Trout uh, is set to make his contract runs through 2030. So it's seven more seasons at 37 million dollars a year in total cash so that's 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 not a risk it's a risk it's not inconceivable it's not the worst contract on the angels uh that author uh that that honor goes to anthony rendon um if you can find a trade partner for rendon great trout has a full no trade but you're telling me he turned down a chance to go play for the phillies if otani's leaving i don't i don't think he would or go play for the yankees i don't think he'd turn that down either so if you can find a different trade partner to free up your franchise to make a $600 million offer to Otani when he's already comfortable with you, who's to say, Myron, to your point, that he wouldn't go ahead and stay, uh, keep that and stay with the Halos? Uh, a reminder to tune into an AL West battle Sunday as the Angels 
hosts the Astros. Coverage of Sunday Night Baseball begins at 6 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app and at 7 p.m. on ESPN. So uh, the CC call-in line is it's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. He's Myron Medcalf. I'm Randy Scott. Uh, the call-in line phone number 888-729-3776. That's 888-SAY-ESPN. Cody from Virginia has called in, and the topic is one of two things. You can go, who's the most famous person ever? We'll see if Myron agrees with your choice. Or who is the top first-time MVP candidate for this upcoming NFL season? So that means no Mahomes and no Aaron Rodgers. Cody in Virginia has been holding. Cody, you're on ESPN Radio. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? Um, so first I want to go with uh, Trevor Lawrence. The heater that he went on the back half of the season, plus he's getting Calvin Ridley. Um, and then also I want to throw a curveball. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, a full season and off season within Kyle Shanahan's uh, system and what he did last year. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, he he's going to have a hard time though, right? Like, if if we get healthy Brock Purdy, uh, you know, I mean, you have a guy like that's going to take away maybe some of those MVP votes and just the way they spread the ball around. Uh, even for a guy like McCaffrey, I think it'd be hard to get maybe the 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 touches to really surpass some of these quarterbacks that he's going to have to beat to win MVP. I could see it. That's a great point. I, and, and we assume health for a guy in Christian McCaffrey who before last season was an injury punchline, truly. Yep. So yep. that's a that's a big leap to make. But, but, but I do think if there's a system that's going to walk that line or strike that balance, Myron, uh, between, you know, overusing him and then keeping some tread on the tires, I think it is Kyle Shanahan's system. I could see McCaffrey, truly. Having tw- having a twenty touchdown season, okay, like twelve on the ground, eight through the air. I could see that. I could see him catching fifty balls for eight hundred receiving yards, and then I could see, you know, twelve hundred on the ground. Like I could see a two thousand. Like you would have to get gaudy numbers to win this award as a running back. And I think a two thousand total yard season and a twenty touchdown season for a team that's going to contend for an NFC title again. I, I think there's a w- way to do that, but it does require a health and b, you know, not uh, spreading the ball around to his detriment within that within that system. To your point, yeah, and, and um, I mean a healthy quarterback first, right? I mean, like McCaffrey has to be healthy, but you know they need all the key pieces of that team. I really like the 49ers in general. If they can stay healthy, man. I mean, that's a team that should be on everybody's list to compete and win a Super Bowl. Let's get to Cody in Missouri. Cody's been holding. It's 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Cody, you're on ESPN Radio. All right, so this is going to sound crazy, but hear me out. Jared Goff, the Lions are rock solid again this year. They were just burning people at the end of last year. If he comes out and throws another 3,500 yards, 30 touchdowns, and under 10 interceptions, and they win the division, maybe win a playoff game or even two, how could you deny this man? He was cast off by the Rams for the next hot thing, and he takes the next his next marriage to the promised land. How could he not be the MVP? Jared Goff. No, yeah. okay, hold on. Hold, okay, uh, Myron, yeah. he was on. You were flirting with putting him on your list. Wait a minute. Wait hold on a second. Hold on. He wasn't. I don't. I don't think he's. I mean, is he? Is he the third best? Uh, <laughs> Quarterback in that division, you know, uh, so, right? I don't know. You put Justin Fields ahead of him. I think Fields takes the leap. I think Fields becomes the number two guy in that league behind uh, behind that division behind Kirk Cousins. Yeah, that's a that's Jordan Love is. I don't know what I mean. That's there are so many question marks in that division, man. Yeah, uh, Jordan the, Love being the biggest one. Loves loves a massive one. Is Fields going to stay healthy? Are they going to still use him the way yeah. they've been using him? 
Um, and then what of uh, yeah, what of Jared Goff? I do think the Lions take the step this year, so I could see it. Like narrative wise, what what that caller what um, was that Cody? No, yeah, yeah? what what he Cody. just what he just outlined. Like I I could see it happening. Like if the Lions take the leap, as a lot of I mean they got a lot of buzz there. You know, in the Motor City, and it's probably because the division's so wide open. But if the Lions take the leap, it's going to be because Goff plays good football. Listen, 3,500 yards isn't going to win this award, though. It's not. Okay. So, so you could see Jared Goff, but Geno Smith is somehow – that's completely ridiculous to suggest that he could win it. But Jared Goff, no, right. that's that's reasonable. Is that Let, what we're saying? Let's get it okay, – okay, okay. Let's remind people of your list, all right? Okay. Justin Jefferson at number five. Again, this is first time – MVP candidates. So Mahomes Hive, stand down. Aaron yep. Rodgers, Illuminati, yep. stand down. Go on. Number five, Justin Jefferson. Number four, Josh Allen. Number three, Geno Smith. Number three, Geno Smith. Uh, number two, Jalen Hurts. Number one, Joe Burrow. That is Myron Medcalf's list. Yeah. Like realistically, in order for Geno Smith to win this award, does he have to play better than he did last year? Myron, true is that true? Oh, 100 percent Okay. 100 percent Is he capable? But he was comeback player of the year. Is he capable of playing that much? Was that the ceiling? Did we, we did we see the ceiling for Geno Smith last year? I think we did. I don't think he's begun to scratch the surface oh of his God. brilliance. I do <laughs> think they think... could be a better team. I mean, th- but I mean, real talk. Like, if you think about Geno Smith, he's thirty-two he, years old, and you think he's just scratching the surface? He's a baby. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Brady played into his forties. Man, this guy might have a decade left. I do think, though, you can make the case that. Gino, who had been with the Jets, and it's hard to really judge anybody who's been with the Jets because when you get in a good culture, when you get into a good system, a good franchise, that can change things, and I think that happened with him going to Seattle. And I think we're seeing him with a lot of support around him, which has allowed him to be his best self, and I think he'll continue to improve. Some football minds that I, that I truly value and respect their opinions when the topic of who throws the best deep ball, the prettiest yeah. deep ball comes up, people say Geno Smith. Like they, they, they truly believe in what he can do if just given the right situation. And maybe he has that in Seattle. Uh, Mike in New York. Mike, you're on ESPN Radio. How you doing? How you, How doing? you doing? How you doing? Good, Mike. How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm just trying to talk about, yo, Otani is one, he's one of the greatest players out there right now. But the Angels are only bidding against themselves because, remember, we can't even go back to, say, um, this dude from the Ravens. Nobody wanted to give him that big money. And I don't think there's no baseball team that wants to be the first team to say, I paid this guy 10 years, $500 million. Oh, Nobody no, baseball's different. Baseball's di- I, I mean, I think you mentioned the rate. Baseball's a- – Otani is not only going to get his money. He's going to shatter every record. And you said five and you'll six. I mean – there's no number that would shock me, Randy. Like, there's no number you could give me, and I'd be like, "Man, I can't believe that." He, it's he's just that good. He'll get every penny, yeah. that he's worth. Yeah, I think he will. I understand the trepidation though from teams not wanting to put themselves out on that branch, but it is different in baseball. I think I think NFL wise, it's rarer. You know what I mean? Like to be the ones, yeah, because yeah. they they prices right themselves. They don't they don't reset the market by tens of millions of dollars. They reset it by like. 500 grand, you know, like yeah, by, yeah. by, by like contract semantics. And, uh, and then it's a little bit, it's a little bit different in baseball. So you heard that one caller say Jared Goff is his sort of under the radar MVP candidate. Is Jared Goff the second best quarterback in the NFC? One of our, the NFC, one of our analysts actually thinks so.
It's Myra Metcalf and Randy Scott with you. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Friday Vibes Day, Fribes Day. On Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. He's Myron Medcalf. I'm Randy Scott. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. You can get at Myron, at Med, Med, rather, <laughs> at Medcalf by ESPN on Twitter, mm-hmm. at Randy Scott ESPN for me. Uh, the conversation topics here on the CC call-in line on this Friday afternoon, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Who are the top first-time MVP candidates in the NFL? So no Patrick Mahomes, no uh, Aaron Rodgers. If you've won, you're disqualified. And then, uh, side note, this is this little fun topic. Who's the most famous person ever? The most famous person ever. And Nancy in Kansas is going to be our first caller for that. And every time I see Kansas, I think of Christopher Watkins' character in Joe Dirt. You know, not here, Kansas. <laughs> Nancy, you're on ESPN Radio. Hi, good afternoon. My first pick would be Shakespeare, followed closely by Leonardo da Vinci. Okay, those are two brilliant minds, to be sure, yeah. but we're going centuries old. So my my counter push, and Nancy, I'm not sure if you're still on, but it did say uh, people living in China know who William Shakespeare was at the time. Mm, pretty much. 
much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. All right, Nancy, I appreciate the call. That's great. Nancy, Nancy goes, pretty much they did. Yeah, yeah. probably. I probably. don't know how information was shared back then. I truly don't. And I could be looking at it myopically here, Myron. I mean, truly, because here we are. You know, I've got a, I've got a supercomputer in my, in my phone, right? Like, yeah. I, I know that that's how I'm learning about things. But back then, did word of Leonardo da Vinci's, uh, you know, artwork and theses, like, did that make it to uh, the Mayans, you know, in, in South America? I don't know. I don't know that it did. Yeah, I don't think people were like, in South America at the time being like, yo, Da Vinci dropped his latest painting. Did you hear? I don't think it was like that, right? Like, like I don't think, you know, and then Shakespeare, a lot of his acclaim came after his death. Right? I think a lot of that was like, you know, what he did became world famous uh, after he had, he had died. So I don't know. It, I think it has to be someone who existed in the television era. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So okay, give, I've I've teased your answer, you know, without stepping on it, because I, I think it's a I think it, I think it's a great answer, and I love the idea that an athlete can be so unifying. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like to, like to command that sort of uh, fame and following and fandom globally. But but what's your what's your answer? It's Muhammad Ali. Uh, I think Muhammad Ali is the most famous human being ever. I mean, I think he transcended sports um i think when he didn't go to vietnam he became such so much more and kind of represented uh you know to to a lot of people uh, that entire movement mm -hmm. there's an incredible documentary if you get a chance about him and george foreman uh in in the and what they did and rumble in the jungle and just he's gigantic man i mean i remember hearing uh, someone say that he could go to a remote village and Asia, Africa, uh, South America. I mean, if you watch Rumble in the Jungle, I mean, these are they're African kids who who know him. They know him. You know, this is in the the seventies. And I'll give you some numbers. The Super Bowl was one of the most watched Super Bowls ever this year. One hundred thirteen million people, I believe, watched the Super Bowl. Right? That's a gigantic number, and yeah. it's hard to either even fathom. Three hundred million people worldwide watched Frazier Ali one. So, like, you have to think about just how gigantic. Wow. Muhammad Ali was and the fact that he was an icon even more than he was an athlete in his prime. All right. So I want to believe that the answer could be an athlete. If the answer is an athlete, I'm going to say it's Michael Jordan because the world's population grew right from the seventies into the nineties. Now I know Muhammad yeah. Ali was still relevant, still known uh, into the nineties. So you could argue that his own fame somehow grew. Uh, honestly, yeah. um, the the apex of his fame is probably commanding 300 million viewers. I didn't know that number. Yeah. But Michael Jordan is a is is a brand. And I don't know yep. that Muhammad Ali was a brand. He was a uh, human rights advocate. You know, he was a social an advocate for social justice and social change. Some areas that Michael Jordan's been lacking, quite frankly. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think that's I think that's fair to say. I mean, his line is you know, what Republicans buy, buy sneakers too, yeah. right? Like he yeah. wouldn't wade right. into political waters. But I think by by walking that middle and by being synonymous with a symbol, like with a logo, you know, Michael Jordan yeah. is that. I feel like you could go to remote villages and see Jordan clothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they may not be able to rattle off his number of titles, but they'll know who Michael Jordan is. And Harry has this story. Harry's rocking the board for us, but has this story about being, you know, in college. Was it in college, University of Illinois? And you had to go to – you had to go to a, yeah, an Amish 
uh, was it a commune, a village? Like- yeah, so I had a I had an assignment in college where we went out to a uh, an homage village, and with one of the women I was uh, talking to, I asked her because I wanted to see how disconnected they were from society, and I asked if they knew who LeBron James was, and she said no, she's never heard of that person in her life. I asked if she knew who Mike- Michael Jordan was, and she said yes. Yeah, I like that's that's a nice comp, and I I lean MJ over Jordan and, or over uh, LeBron in, in most things, but. My answer, my my first gut answer is we were having this debate on Sports Center AM just between the breaks, yeah. and my co-anchor Gary Streisky was like, "No, nah, it's Michael Jackson," and I was like, "Why is it Michael Jackson?" He goes, "No, no, no." He goes, "You know, take all the take all the bad things off because you can be famous, you can be infamous, right?" Yeah, yeah. So he's like, first of all, Michael Jackson covers both of those things, and then also, he told the story about Michael Jackson going to, it was a Laker game at the at the height of like Showtime Lakers, right? Where, yeah. the, where the Lakers themselves were like the Beatles, and and M, and Michael Jordan or my, rather Michael Jackson walks into the arena and they have to stop the game because the crowd goes too nuts. Players yeah. are distracted, uh, crowd goes too crazy. It becomes a threat of like a riot, and he has to leave. And he goes, yeah. Michael Jordan could walk into any basketball arena and he'd be fine. And I was like, uh, okay. I mean, it was an interesting thought. So it that, is. that answer was Michael Jackson. Mine, I said no. I think Elvis was more famous than Michael oh, yeah. Jackson because, given the time, given the time yeah. that Elvis lived and the time that Elvis was Elvis, uh, and and he said no because then you know Michael Jackson was more global than Elvis was, and I was like I don't know that that was the case, you know. And then we're getting into like Elvis fought in World War II and that's global, and so it's a, it's a it, real interesting debate, you know. Then you get into the British stuff because the British Empire was so big that maybe Queen Elizabeth was literally the most famous person because you had to know yeah. her in other countries. I don't know. But we have do we have time to get to do we have time for a call? Let's get let's get to one call. I'll just go first on the we'll go farthest or what oh, you wanna go four? Really? Okay. Uh, hey, Cully. Cully in New York on line four. You're on ESPN radio. What's up, Cully? Yeah, it's it's definitely Elvis, man. Hey. The king of rock and roll. I mean, I'm fifty four years old and I yeah, it's it's Elvis, hands down. So, okay, hold on. How old were you when Elvis died? What's that? How old were you when Elvis died? I was 11. Okay, all right. So he died August of 70. I, I lose track, but 77 or 78. So he dies in 77. You're 11. So you, the Elvis that actually, you were. No, I actually, no, I was, uh, I was thinking of something else. No, I was nine when he died. Okay, so the Elvis you knew was not even peak Elvis. Like, you were born... If you were nine, you were born about the year of the comeback special. You know what I mean? Like, like you didn't know 50s movie star Elvis. You didn't know 60s, like, heartthrob Elvis. I guess he was always a heartthrob. The Elvis you knew was bloated Elvis, right? Like, you knew, like, jungle you knew like jungle no. room fast food bananas and peanut butter sandwich Elvis. No, no. My dad gave me a stack of original 45s when I was, like, eight or nine years old. And uh, oh, I still have them today. And I have thousands of i have every single recording elvis has ever done whether it's on eight track yeah. cassette whatever uh yeah okay he, he let me ask real quick let me ask real quick though where does yeah. he stack up and i know it's not one person it's a group against the beatles though right there were other groups that were gigantic other artists who were gigantic and i feel like michael jackson didn't really have an equal you asked about single artists, uh, Beatles. I mean, obviously, but as far as single performers, nobody can touch the king. Yeah, I guess my my point is like there were other folks of like a high magnitude. Maybe not Elvis. Michael Jackson was on his own. Like there was just no one even in his 
stratosphere, I think, when he was at his peak, which to me, in terms of musical artists, I think Michael Jackson would be number one. But Elvis was big, too. Elvis was Gigantic. massive. It's a, it's a fascinating argument. If you're on hold right now, Doug in Hawaii, Jeremy in Arizona, a guy named Elvis in Buffalo is called in. Uh, oh, his Iggy, name is Elvis. <laughs> like, we've, we've, got, we've got folks holding. If you'll stay with us, we'll get you on. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Series XM Channel 80. My Aaron Medcalf, Randy Scott with you. And for the guys on this Friday afternoon, 888-SAY-ESPN is the phone number, 888 888- 729-3776. Pat Leonard covers the uh, New York Giants. He's the Giants beat writer for the New York Daily News. He's kind enough to spend part of his Friday Vibes Day with us. Uh, Pat, the Saquon Barkley situation seems baffling to me because if, if he can't get paid, who can at the running back position? I'll ask you straight up now that there's a report from our own Diana Rossini saying that his availability for week one is in doubt if they don't get this uh, long-term deal done. Is Barkley going to suit up for the Giants in week one? I believe he would. You know, I think that's a good question. I think he would. I think Saquon views this not only as uh, a fight for what he thinks is fair for him, but for running backs in general, which you see the position devalued. You see guys like Josh Jacobs and Tony Pollard also tagged along with Saquon. I think, I think he thinks this is bigger than him. And so when you factor that in, I think the decision about whether to sit out 
is not just about, hey, I, I think you guys should pay me and I think that you should pay me what I'm worth. It's also about trying to change something that he feels has gone the wrong way for players who play his position. Who are the Giants without Saquon if, in fact, he decides to hold out? Great question, and I think the answer to that question is what gets him signed before the deadline. I think John Mara, Joe Shane, and Brian Dable are well aware that the best way for Daniel Jones to earn the contract he just signed, the best way for them to build on a playoff berth and playoff win in the wild card round last year, and the best way for Brian Dable to prove that last year was no fluke is for Saquon Barkley to be on the field. And they also, listen, they want to be an organization that's known as taking care of their own. You can't say that and then turn around and not take care of one of your best players. Uh, the Giants would, I think, struggle with an offensive identity. It would certainly evolve if he wasn't on the team. Mm -hmm. There are playmakers on this roster, not to take that away from these guys, and Darren Waller certainly helps. But with Saquon Barkley not on this team in 2023, if that were the case, the Giants would be missing the player that forced defenses to prepare for him, which opened up things in the pass game and, as we all know, in the running game for Daniel Jones last season. We're talking with Pat Leonard, who covers the New York Giants. He's the Giants beat writer for the New York Daily News. Uh, you're, I mean, it's, it's, I'm nodding along to everything you're saying, and I'm wondering how we got to this point. What's your understanding, Pat, of, of the offers that perhaps have been made? As, as we're, we're talking numbers, with the franchise tag being you know, $10.09 million, how far above that have the Giants gotten? Well, recently is different than previously because before the franchise tag came, they did make him an offer that was on the surface $13 million a year. The problem from Saquon's mm -hmm. side was that the guaranteed money did not equal the numbers that were being leaked. That's why he got frustrated. But listen, the fact that the Giants ever were in the realm of $13 million shows you that they want him on their team and they want him on their team for more than one year. They're just trying to do it on their terms. I don't blame Barkley at all for trying to fight to get at least $22.2 million, which is the franchise tag the next two years if he were to play on consecutive one-year deals. I think what's interesting most recently is not only that there was a stall in those deals, they pulled it off the table, they're now kind of working from square one, if you will. Mm. It's also that it's gotten personal. You know, Barkley felt like the leaks of what the contracts were supposedly uh, including were made to look him made to him to look a certain way, and listen when he calls into into question the Giants' integrity, calling them out for allegedly leaking something, that struck a chord. That was heard, and so as we reach the deadline, that's why tensions have been raised, have escalated. Sometimes it gets loudest before a deal gets done, though, and I really do think that the Giants understand the worst case scenarios all exist on the other side of not getting a multi-year extension done here. I'm making sure it gets done. All right, Pat, we appreciate it. That's Pat Leonard, our uh, New York Daily News Giants beat writer, shedding some light. It's the first time I've heard of those contract numbers uh, yeah. being thrown around. Appreciate you, Pat. Thank you for the time. You got it. Thank you, guys. All right, that's that's interesting. 13 yeah, mil was a starting point, but it's gotten personal. Yeah. And, I, I mean, you know, if, if you're Saquon, you've heard him talk. Um he seems serious about a holdout, but he did say he thinks the deal will get done because I do think the Giants are a team that is dramatically different without Saquon in the immediate future, you know, and I mm -hmm. think that's why he ends up getting the deal. Talk about old money in the NFL sometimes, and it really, to me, doesn't get older. Maybe the Bears, but you know what I mean? It doesn't get older than the Giants, and I think 
what he said about Saquon calling into question the Giants' integrity. Like, I could see that stinging the Giants perhaps more than other teams. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, no, it definitely does. You can see that. All right, so this continuation of this topic, Doug in Hawaii, Jeremy in Arizona, Elvis in Buffalo, who is the most famous person ever? And then is Jared Goff the second-best quarterback of the NFC? We're all over the place. Byron Metcalf, Randy Scott, Canty and Carlin with you on this Friday afternoon on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.